It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. We're now joined by Texas Democrat Congressman Henry Cuellar. Congressman, before we get to the news of the day, I just want to say we are so um, happy and truly blessed that you are safe. We understand that yesterday you were a victim of a carjacking in Washington, D.C., and upheld held at not just one gun, but three guns at gunpoint. We will talk about crime in just a moment. But you were just left the House floor, where we had this historic moment. Sir, do you see at any point you'd be willing to potentially cross party lines and vote for a Republican speaker that you think could potentially help bring a little bit of order and also some of the policies you're hoping to to enact to the floor? Well, you know, first of all, what we just saw right now of uh, ouster of a speaker is just historic, number one. Number two, we saw the 9-11 rules just come into play. That is, at the beginning of the session, the speaker leaves an envelope with a name that would uh, take over uh, just to preside to decide who the next speaker will be. So it's a very historic moment. That, and again, you know, we're waiting to see if there's any outreach uh, from uh, uh, Mr. McCarthy over to our leader, uh, Hakeem. And uh, my my understanding is they talked, but nothing was brought up. So now it's a. Uh, Let's see what happens. I mean, uh, you got to make sure you ask and nobody has asked anything. So we'll see if the Republicans want to just decide among themselves. But I think it makes sense that we do things bipartisan. Well, you've had quite a volatile day, sir, as Anne-Marie already referenced. You were in the room for something that's never happened before. And I know everyone's talking short lists and what happens next. But can you tell us what it was like to be in the chamber when this went down? You know, it, it was interesting. I, I, I stayed there. I listened to all the debate and listened uh, to, you know, as you notice, it was only Republicans speaking. Democrats were just sitting there. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. it's a fight among the Republican caucus. And just to hear him out uh, was just uh, fascinating. But, you know, at the end of the day, the votes were not there for for uh, Speaker McCarthy. He got ousted. Uh, now there's a temporary speaker and it's just historic. I mean, I was sitting next to a, a member and she started holding my hand uh, as the person, you know, as, he, as you know, they have to give this envelope and this letter is read. So it's uh, history in the making. I, 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 it's sad. It really is sad for the United States. Here we are in the middle of a um, trying to do the appropriations. We got Ukraine. We got border issues. And within the Republican Party, they're having this uh, civil war. And it's just sad. It, it doesn't help the country one bit at all. Well, Congressman, you were supposed to come on this program to talk about Ukraine aid, to talk about immigration, to talk about the border, which your district is on, our south border in Mexico. And yet here we are talking about if we can have any sort of legislation or debate about actual issues on the House floor. What do you see the next 24, 48, 72 hours? What are they going to be looking like? Will there be votes for a new speaker this evening? 
You're right. We got some critical issues. You know, I live on the border. I don't just go visit the border. So I get the numbers every day. How many people have come down to the border? I, you know, talk to the president today. Uh, the president called me up uh, to uh, make sure I was okay. Uh, but we brought up the border also, and we talked about uh, maybe sitting down later on about uh, talking about the border. Uh, so we got the border. You know, we got the 12 appropriation bills. We got Ukraine. Uh, you know, so many issues, and everything has stopped now. Nothing, uh, nothing can be considered until we have a new speaker. How long that would take, we have no idea. I think the Republican caucus has to go back and decide among themselves whether they want to move forward by themselves, uh, maybe come up with another speaker, or maybe ch change some of the minds. But if not, they got to talk to our leader. And, and, and like I said, you can't start conversations as to whether we will be willing to do this or do that without them approaching us. So right now, we're just watching to see what the Republicans want to do. But it's sad that every issue, especially at the border, uh, we have mm -hmm. to stop everything while they have this internal debate. Well, this is an issue that we've talked about with you many times before. Congressman, as a Democrat, you've been very critical of this Biden administration's handling of the border. You've talked to me uh, about redefining or taking a different look at asylum. You've described uh, our policy as inviting someone over for a dinner party and all their friends start climbing in the windows. Did you make any progress with Joe Biden today? And how much of an obstacle Will border security be to getting past this deadline? We're under a temporary funding uh, mechanism right now. In the middle of November, that border issue is going to have to be addressed. You know, uh, first of all, uh, the president just called me to make sure I was OK. We uh, talked a little bit about the board, about talking later on. I, I mean, I certainly respect the president. And, and uh, I think we we as Democrats need to understand that we can be uh, hard, we can be strong on border security and still be respectful of immigrant rights. But look, everybody looks at securing the border, the, the U.S.-Mexico border. But I think what we need to do is uh, extend the perimeter, do more uh, outside the border, you know, what we can do with mm -hmm. Mexico, what we can do with uh, other countries. And keep in mind, if you look at what happened in 2015 and 2019, President Obama, President Trump, the reason the numbers went down was because those presidents talked to Mexico and Mexico did its job in the southern border. So there are some things uh, that I know of that are happening right now. Uh, and if they can get Mexico to do its job at the southern border and Panama and other countries, we can stop this flow coming in. But again, we need to stop thinking, you know, and keep doing the same thing over and over and over. You got to have repercussions at the border and you got to move the perimeter outside the U.S. border. Congressman Henry Cuellar of Texas, we thank you and again appreciate the time on a day when you were carjacked. I guess it was late yesterday when this actually happened, reminding us you have a black belt in the martial arts, sir. I guess the three gun wielding young men were lucky you stayed calm. Thank you for talking with us. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. 
Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.